You had a question for me, Mike Heller. Are you personally averse to genetically modified organisms, or are you taking that position for the sake of argument? I have my beliefs, but I also have a mistrust for giant giant corporations. I mean, as mm-hmm. we all should. And Naturally. Uh, it just seems like this GMO thing sort of mixes the two. Yes. Well, there's there's technology, and then there's who's applying it. And who's applying it are evil. I would never defend Monsanto. <laughs> but I would Spoken defend... Spoken like pic- someone who's about to defend Monsanto. Go ahead. <laughs> no. I, I'm defending the promise of a technology that can help us... Uh, solve a huge global problem whether it's from monsanto or someone else or you know the, a government or a individual or a small company whatever hold your horses mike keller right we're going to have this major major gmo debate or you know friendly discussion whatever a vitriolic personal attack against you <laughs> we have a little bit of housekeeping because there's some things that we covered and uh we need to talk about because there's been some major, major developments. Oh, McDonald's being shady again? <laughs> is that what we're going to talk about? Yeah, we're going to talk about how sad Ethan Brown is right now. Throwing Beyond under the bus? Yeah, so according to plant-based news, the upcoming McDonald's McPlant will not feature Beyond Meat. And they're going to do something that McDonald's has never done before. They're actually going to be developing their own meatless burger. Wait, they have developed it, right? They said that they're going to develop it, that they're working on it. I mean, again, things keep changing. Maybe, maybe this is like a one of those like bad breakups or something. And and McDonald's decided to make an announcement to just sort of instead of instead of like just texting or ghosting they decided let's just make an announcement to break up with ethan (laughs) what appears to have happened is that mcdonald's flirted with the idea of a partnership with beyond meat in order to get a little peek under the hood and once they figured out how beyond meat does what they do uh they probably just threw them under the bus and took whatever ip was not protected by patents and copyrights and said we can steal that Shady. Uh, first of all, first of all, the the whole concept of peeking under the hood, that's I don't know, it's some kind of perverse, man. <laughs> yeah, well that's what McDonald's does. They peek under uh peek under hoods. Don't trust Ronald like with your hood. It's basically the same journey that Tyson did. But do you hear about what Tyson was doing? Tyson invested in Beyond, stole their secrets and then divested from Beyond, is that correct? Yeah, well that's another horrible thing. There were bosses that were betting on which of their workers were going to get COVID. They were actually having, they had like God. a pool, a bet pool. And because I guess they work in such close quarters, they had like some kind of number thing that they were Gross. betting on. I mean, it's just, it's so... Dehumanizing? Yeah, like horrible. I guess working in a corporate structure does. It dehumanizes people, you know, and sort of makes people replaceable. It's kind of like Monsanto. And then you actually... Uh, illuminated something for me. I think it was yesterday. You sent me a link. We've been pronouncing a particular cheese incorrectly. Oh yeah, retraction. It's uh, apparently it's Daya, not Daya. It's a brand new Daya, not a sad Daya. 
Yes, it's better it's better to have a day than to die. So yes, yeah, so it's Daya cheese. Sorry, Daya. Our bad. Everyone I know pronounces it Daya, and the only reason I learned that was wrong is because I saw a Daya commercial. It's interesting. I actually looked up the meaning of Daya, and I couldn't find anything. It's, it's like, like a deity. Something made up, a made up word that sort of sounds cool. Yeah, I mean, a lot of products have made up words. From now on, I will call it Daya. I have a question for you, Mike Keller. That mm-hmm. coconut water you're enjoying right now, was it harvested by exploited monkeys? <laughs> I hope not. Well, luckily, I'm not enjoying one at the moment. But yeah, there was that brand, and I don't remember what it was called, but they used monkey slaves. You Enslaved should, monkeys. You should actually remember that brand. It's Chaco. Oh, and there's another brand, Aroy D. And actually, I think it kind of encompasses a lot of the coconut and coconut products that come from Thailand, mm-hmm. because that's where they have the plantations where they exploit monkeys. They basically train them when they're babies. They chain them. They treat them very terribly. They, Horrible. Uh, they make them pick the coconuts. And then they also, uh, if they misbehave, they remove their incisors. Aww. So yeah, so... Um, it's best to stay away from the coconuts that are uh, grown in Thailand. And uh, there's other brands, uh, coconuts that are grown in Brazil, Colombia, Hawaii. They use humane monkey-free methods. There was this report, I guess PETA Asia created the report. And then as a result, Costco, Walgreens, and other like major outlets banned the sale of Chaco brand uh, coconut milk. But I was recently at an Asian market, and I saw that brand. Hmm. Uh, it's it's a major brand around here. I mean, in, in, in a lot of different markets, smaller markets. So just don't buy it. Uh, and basically, I, I think it's best to stay away from Thailand uh, coconut and just stick with the 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 other the other regions. Okay, are ready for the sexy report? Uh, sure. <laughs> this mm-hmm. is according to Plant Based News. It's an article by Liam Gilliver. Vegans have twice as much sex as meat eaters, says survey. Woo. Okay. <laughs> All right, is are it, ready? Is, okay, wait, is there, is there anything else or is it just a correlation? You'll see. Okay, <laughs> I'm ready. <laughs> Get your seatbelt on, your sexy seatbelt, or put on your handcuffs. Do whatever, you I'll, know, whatever I'll wear makes a helmet. You... Where, you wear a helmet? Okay, well, you know, hey, teach your own, man. Vegans have twice as much sex as meat eaters, a new survey reveals. Data from dating app illicitencounters.com. That's where I get all my news, by the way. (laughs) That's a thing. (laughs) Yeah, I guess so. I don't know. Data from dating app illicitencounters.com, where I get all my news, found 57% of vegans report to have sex four times a week. Only half the participants who identified as meat eaters said they had it twice a week. Mm. A staggering 92% of vegans also described their love lives as great, with more than half, 58%, saying they always have the energy for sex. Meat eaters, the percentage dropped to 79 and 35, respectively. Speaking to the mirror, I guess that's a UK newspaper rag, a spokesperson for Illicit Encounters <laughs> said, 
vegans are masters of seduction, it would appear. <laughs> vegans are masters of seduction, it would appear. Our statistics don't lie. And vegans eat food known for their aphrodisiac qualities, such as ginseng and aniseed. Mm-hmm, anyway, mm-hmm. so yeah, so uh, I guess we're having a good time. <laughs> or at least an illicit time. Uh, according to illicitencounters.com, yeah. obviously, you know, you gotta... <laughs> of all the illicit sexual acts, more of them are performed by vegans. <laughs> okay, so that yeah, that's the news. Okay, so now... We have a spokesperson. We brought in a spokesman for Monsanto, uh, for DuPont. <laughs> Jump in a lake. For uh, um, uh, Dow Chemical, uh, for uh, Syngenta. Halliburton, uh, yeah, uh, all, Lockheed Martin. So, so, um, so as as a paid spokesman for a, these corporations. for everything bad in the world, it's time let for me you, tell you. It's, it's time for you to, to, to defend Monsanto now. Go ahead. We're going to do our GMO debate. For the record... I do not defend Monsanto. I think they're a shady company that does shady things. Um, and I'm talking about the pr- the technology of genetically modified organisms, not about um, any particular company that sells them. Uh, look, there are nearly 8 billion human beings on this tiny planet, and our population is growing exponentially, and it's not sustainable. Like, it took... 2 million years for the human population to reach 1 billion, and then in the last 200 years, it reached over 7 billion. And we can't feed everyone. So, like, what are your options for feeding the world? You can either, A, like, people have fewer kids and reduce the population, but, you know, you can't ethically tell people not to have children. Uh, B, everyone in the world could go vegan, which, uh, of course, I would favor this, but... um. You know, because it takes several pounds of grain and all these gallons of water for each pound of meat. So you'd be able to feed people with all the grain you feed livestock. That would be awesome, but it just isn't going to happen fast enough. The third option is that we need to increase crop yields somehow. And also beyond yielding more crops... We need to be able to yield more crops in a smaller amount of arable land, and we need the crops that we do yield to to become more nutritious. And the only, you know, you can only go so far with old technology. You need to take the next step in order to, to fulfill the needs of the world. And, you know, a few rich people can afford to say, I only eat organic, but for the rest of the world that's a luxury that cannot cannot be afforded for everyone a hot take brought to you by monsanto shut we up we care stop <laughs> so like i i could talk to you about all sorts of uh no i mean i can talk to you about all sorts of like shady practices monsanto does like i'll take them down too don't worry Okay, so so let, let's let's back up a little bit and and just talk about what a GMO is because sure. I think there's a lot of confusion about what actually GMOs are. I mean, even I mean, I know about GMOs. I didn't, you know, vaguely. And when we when we talked about it, and you said, you know, you support GMOs again, I knew about it, but I learned more, and okay. it, it's very interesting to you know sort of uncover the evolution of these and the fact that they've only been around for 20 years 
Uh, well. I mean, they, okay, know, okay. I'm, I'm, natural GMOs are different than, let's say, right. like the so, scientific Right, so like people GMOs. have been cultivating and crossbreeding and selectively breeding crops uh, yeah. for hundreds yeah. and hundreds of years. So, so yeah. if you mean to say like using, uh, you know, like editing the DNA of a crop, uh, yeah, that might have been a recent development. But, you know selectively breeding is basically just a more primitive version of what people are doing now in my opinion but anyway let's let's talk about what a gmo is a genetically modified organism uh and in this case it's they're you know they're using some kind of uh gene editing technique whether it's like a retrovirus or something in order to selectively remove or add genetic code to a crop in order to change its characteristics. But it's not just the, it's not just crops. It's 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 plants, animal, bacteria, virus genes. Yeah. I mean it's it, it's more than just plants. It's a genetically modified organism. That's mm -hmm. why I mean have you heard of the EnviroPig? What's the EnviroPig? A scientist have uh, sequenced the genomes of domestic animals. Uh, more is known about genes and the traits that they control by finding genes they control beneficial traits. We're able to precisely introduce those genes into another animal's genome. So the GE animal will possess that trait. Mm -hmm. One example is the EnviroPig trademark. <laughs> mm -hmm. Through genetic engineering, this animal emits 30 to 60% less phosphorus than traditional pigs fed the same conventional diet. This lessens the livestock's impact on the environment. Mm -hmm. So, again, I, I mean, as a vegan, to me, I feel like, ah, they're just making it easier for people to eat more pig. And well, I'm certainly not going to def defend any kind of, like, livestock at all. Uh, that said, I, I mean, that sounds like it's slightly less emissions. And, yeah, that might even perpetuate livestock. But uh, I mean, maybe maybe as vegans we need to push for regulation, push for responsible use of GMOs well, and sure. not and not, you know, let these large lobbyist corporations sort of dictate the way certain Frankensteins are created. Uh, and again, I, I, I looked at a list of in the US what um, crops are um, created via GMO or GMO created products. And a, a lot of, a lot of the GMO is actually fed to livestock as well. Mm -hmm. So, so the GMO sort of support the, um, big business, the, the agribusiness, the f factory farming as well. So there's a, there's sort of a hand in hand situation. Um, food product that is U.S. GMO is alfalfa, papaya, apples, potatoes, canola, soybeans, corn, summer squash, cotton, and sugar beets. So those mm -hmm. are right now being GMO manufactured. I think the other thing is we see labeling that says no GMOs, but there's really not a lot of labeling that says whether or not something is GMO or not. We have a situation, too, where, um, and this is, I mean, the practices of Monsanto, you know, I mean, obviously they're the biggest offender. They have situations where they create their own seeds and then these genetically modified seeds have their trademark. And 
if they blow to another farmer or blow over to the to the, another farmer, they can actually sue that farmer. There's also the development of these corn seeds that actually terminate. So you can only grow them for one yeah. one crop. And these are all like business-related, bottom-line dollar things. They're not for making a better world. They're for making a bigger profit. That's all messed up, and I wouldn't defend any of those practices. Um, but it's part of GMO. No, it's, no, no. Yeah. It's not part of a... The GMO is a technology. It's neutral. It, you know, any, any company can use a technology in a good or a bad way. And mm -hmm. you can't, you can never really put the, the genie back in the bottle about a new technologies. Like progress goes in one direction. All you can do is, you know, regulate the company that's doing bad things with it. You know, I, I hate to keep hammering on Monsanto, but again, this is also they deserve it. a fine. relationship that, that develops. So, so what happens is they create these weed resistant plants, the weeds sort of respond to the weed resistant plants and it creates what they call super weeds. Yeah. <laughs> and wow. uh, something else that Monsanto created was a, um, a pesticide called Roundup, which is carcinogenic. There was a $10 billion lawsuit that Roundup lost. It's definitely, it's bad stuff. It's toxic pesticide. And so they even created seeds that they call Roundup Ready. It will resist Roundup. It will survive Roundup. Oh, I'm, yeah, Roundup, also bad. Uh, but there are also, you know, the, the other side of that coin is there are some GMO crops that are developed to, to not need insecticide at all. So instead of, you know, it's a huge environmental and health, public health benefit that, you know, better technology, better innovation, you can not even use the use Roundup or any insecticide. It's and it's just better for everyone. When when you're working with some a company like Monsanto that creates both the seeds and they also create the pesticides and they sell both things, that's part of their business plan. Yeah. There was a statistic that kind of blew my mind. The use of pesticides has increased by 404 million pounds. Pesticides like Roundup have increased 15 times since GMO were introduced. So more chemicals, more, I mean, in some ways, chemicals are science too. So more chemicals sure. are introduced. I, and the, the other the other thing that's kind of like, this kind of makes me ugh, kind of quake in my boots is this whole concept of ownership. Like that we own mm -hmm. these seeds. These are our seeds. These are our animals. These are our it's right. kind of this this it's basically turning of, nature into like intellectual property. And the other concept that you didn't mention, I mean we haven't talked about is mm -hmm. the exploitation of animals because animals are tested when these GMOs are created. So there is an exploitation of animals mm -hmm. in this in this facet as well. Right. Okay, I mean that's bad. I I think if even if you were to create a a new a new breed of squash or something through the old-fashioned way, it still needs to go through, like, FDA approval. So it, it might endure the same bad stuff. And in our world, especially in America, everything's politicized now. So yeah. FDA is politicized. Uh, I mean, if, they, if they're going to politicize a virus that, that's killing people, you know, obviously they're going to 
politicize everything. And there's big money here. You know, we're talking sure. about these large, yeah. huge, I mean, you know, corporations that are bottom line driven. Right. Yeah. I mean, generally, like agencies like the FDA, EPA, the heads of those agencies are often political appointees. Um, but the entire organization is staffed by employees who have been there, who are, you know have scientific credentials. They've been there for through many administrations, and so. Oh, you're talking. Are you talking about the the government side? You're FDA, talking, you're, you're, you're EPA. About you know the... when you when I'm talking about like certifying the safety or you know environmental impact of some new fruit, vegetable, whatever. Sometimes it's a toxic stew when you're talking about yeah. the way the government and these corporations intermingle. And a lot of times the interest of you and I, uh, people on the street, are you know affected. I'm not sure what the answer is. I mean, I think that it is true that you know, overpopulation, you know, food insecurity and mm -hmm. all these different things can be solved with that you know, proper you know, application of genetically modified crops. But the problem is that application. So so the answer isn't to ban them or to have like a knee jerk aversion to them, because, of course, like any technology could be misapplied and harm. The answer is to embrace them and regulate them and put them forward in a mindful, ethical way. It's making huge strides in Africa, for example. There's like golden rice, golden banana, um, golden uh, corn, and all these things have vitamins that are like significantly reducing childhood um, malnutrition and things like that. And so like, can you imagine saying, no, <laughs> we're banning all this? You can't, you can't do that. It, it's needed. It's life and death. It's it's not a question of banning GMOs. It's a question right. well, of banning Monsanto. It, it, oh, sure, sure, sure. <laughs> uh, like I would definitely think you should regulate the heck out of Monsanto. Uh, that's I wouldn't. I'm not debating you on that. Uh, but a lot of people have this knee-jerk aversion to GMOs as a concept, and that's what I'm I'm against because there's no. As far as I know, of course, you know, I'm not a scientist, but I've seen no serious peer-reviewed science that demonstrates that any of the GMOs in our food supply are unsafe. And so this like irrational aversion, this like your feeling, your intuition, it's it's not enough to to contend with like these huge and necessary benefits. And you know, while I'm not a scientist, I believe in the scientific method. And if you have a hypothesis, you should test it and collect statistically significant data set and evaluate and have it peer-reviewed and you know i try to maintain a reason and evidence-based worldview rather than relying on my feelings or biases or prejudices and like i would used to go to these like vegan events for example and i noticed that a lot of the people who are most vehemently against gmos because they thought they're like unsafe or they cause cancer or whatever uh, a lot of these are the same people who believe in like astrology or the healing power of crystals and uh, i'm not sure if I can have a meaningful scientific policy discussion if we can't agree on the basic procedure through which knowledge is acquired. We just lost our crystal fans. How dare sorry, you? Sorry, sorry. No, crystals are fun. <laughs> they're cute, like they're pretty, but um, I don't think there's any scientifically, like peer-reviewed science that they heal you. I think there is a middle ground here. 
I, I, I mean, sure. I think, I think, and I think, and I think hold, we're hold both on, hold on, close. Hold, sorry, sorry. Hold, hold on. Sorry. I need to defend astrology and crystals right now. <laughs> <laughs> astrology sort of makes you look inward and, and think about how people are and how interpersonal connections are. Mm -hmm. uh, crystals make you connected to the earth and, and they, they inspire you when you, you know, you wear them around your neck and they, you know, they they give you confidence. So, so I, I, I'm not going to argue I, I that if it makes you feel good, it makes you feel good. Great. There's no one singular answer, especially when it comes to a lot of these large companies. I mean, it, it takes a lot of money to develop a GMO. And so, sure. you know, that was, that was, I mean, again, you haven't gotten to that point where you're defending Monsanto, but, but I'm not know, gonna I, get I will, to that point. I will defend Monsanto right now, <laughs> yeah, just ahead. for a second. Uh, uh -huh. Monsanto believes in astrology and crystals. <laughs> and, you know, um, so obviously the technology wouldn't be there if it wasn't for Profit ca the capitalistic system that rewards, you know, all of the resources. You know, people aren't doing everything for the better good, especially, you know, these companies, they're doing everything for the bottom line. So in some cases, this, these GMO technologies were developed because of greed. A lot of human endeavor is motivated by greed, but it still can have a an effect for good. I mean, that's the economy, right? Everybody is looking to gain something, and in the process, they're producing something of value to others. The best thing for us to do as people that want to have a better world, better place, is to always be informed and yes. not make rash decisions about certain things. I mean, again, there'll be certain non-starters, like, let's say, testing animals. Mm -hmm. Instead of these general boilerplate informational things that come out, like the FDA comes out with it, I saw a lot of these, like, informational videos that had little animations that were very short, like GMOs will not hurt you. <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. um, it's, it's good to, to understand the complexities. It's good to understand that there's all these different elements of GMO and maybe some are beneficial and good and well, we can promote. And then some are like, let's stay away, you know, let's, Sure. Rage yeah, tweet I mean, against them. I, I don't approach know. Uh, mindfully yeah. and regulate business practices that are potentially monopolistic or exploitative. I think that uh, we as vegans, other than our you know voracious sexual appetites, <laughs> are enlightened in a certain way. We should embrace people's opinions and try to give them information. And if they accept it or you know are aware of it, then they can, you know, maybe we're better, everything, everyone's better. But it's also part of our world and also certain choices we make. A lot of the choices we make are things that we eat. It's, I mean, it's one of the few things we have any control over. I don't have control over airstrikes in Syria, but I do have control over the consumer choices I make and what I choose to put in my body. Look, I mean, ultimately, people have been, in a way, genetically modifying crops for centuries. It's just a matter of what technology we use now. Um, and it's just, there's, there, you know, there's different, like the whole idea of monoculture, you can say, you know, having one crop in one place, we're no longer hunter gatherers, uh, that has some negative effects and mostly positive effects, but like everything is a double-edged sword. And with every innovation there is, I mean, I think the natural world had certain training wheels built in. And then we as human beings 
have gotten so far ahead of ourselves, all the training wheels are off. And so we now have to be careful and we have to forge our way into this brave new world with a greater degree of circumspection and mindfulness because we can't go back. We can't put the genie back in the bottle. So now we've taken on a greater responsibility um, to over our planet and we should take it a little more seriously. Think though that there's also a trap when you just really rely on science for everything. Maybe there's a knowledgeable farmer who knows how to grow their mm -hmm. crops and doesn't need these magic Monsanto seeds and, and knows how to, you know, do, do you know, make, make their crops grow a certain way or that, that understands the season. Well, but I'm saying that it's a natural knowledge versus, oh, I can get all of these answers from this bottle or from these seeds. Mm -hmm. And, and I, I think that the most important thing is we really need to change behavior and the way people eat. And we don't need enviro pigs, okay? Just don't sure. eat the pigs, don't, okay? Don't need enviro Let's pigs, not raise pigs, okay? Right. Let's, we don't have to create enviro pigs, uh, you know, super cows or, you know, whatever, whatever crazy Frankenstein idea that the science is, you know, thinking that it'll make a better world for people can eat all the meat they can and they can slaughter as many animals they can possibly do because they've they've figured out a way to splice the genes or they've crispered these animals a certain way. Leave animals alone, but uh, I do want corn to have extra vitamins. Okay. <laughs> we'll leave it there. So how was your week, Mike Keller? Not bad. No complaints. What did you have for lunch? I had vegan chipotle. You know, I had the like sofritas. Oh, okay. Did you... Some guacamole. Was it good? Yeah, not bad, not bad. We should do, like, we should have some Chipotle someday. Sure. Chipotle. It's okay. And and we should also go have some falafel. We have a long list of things we should do. That's why we exist here. Vegan hacks. <laughs> <laughs>